What's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Fitness for Thought. Christian French, along here with my uh, co-host, Nolan Meyer. Nolan, how we doing? Outstanding. Wonderful, wonderful. So it's been a while since we've we've back we've been in the lab, but you know we still here. Um, this is our first time recording in person. In a probably fat minute. Probably like four or five months. It might be the first time in 2022. If not, it was yeah. very early 2022 that we recorded. We're both back home for the summer. Um, yeah, this episode, we kind of just wanted to... We should be able to record quite a bit this summer. We should, though. We're both going to be home. Yeah. There's no excuses. Let's go. Yep. But today, we just kind of want to talk about a couple things. First of all, um, I, just got, I just got back from a trip to Miami. I was down there for about a week. So I kind of wanted to talk about that, not just like know what I did down there stuff like that the stuff that people probably don't care about as much but kind of the kind of the perspectives I took away from being in a city much bigger than you know I'm used to being in and kind of the way things are down there versus the way they are here and then we're going to talk about Nolan a little bit he just graduated college congratulations graduated a year early because he was a smarty pants and kind of how he's feeling about that and yeah. how he's taking a taking a dive into the real world so should be a good one. So, to start it off, like I said, I just got back. I got back yesterday from Miami. I was there. I was there for a week. I was there through Memorial Day weekend. So, that was a pretty good time to go. The reason I went, I didn't just go out on a whim. I actually have a friend, an old teammate that lives down there. He moved down there probably about 10 months ago or so. So, I stayed with him. I had a place to stay. So, the really only thing I had to pay for was plane ticket and then no expenses when I got down there, obviously, which I will tell you right now, you can definitely go broke in Miami real quick if you're not smart or aren't making that kind of that type of money. I probably spent, I didn't spend any money on anything besides like food and drinks and getting into like places. And I probably spent, I'd probably say I spent $500, if not more. Um, I didn't really pay attention to it very closely. I just knew that I'd been saving up for this and was kind of just looking to enjoy myself. So you know, obviously had some good food, experienced the nightlife a little bit, which if you know me, I'm not really that type of person, but I did enjoy myself as far as that goes. But I kind of just wanted to talk about, you know, what I, you know, when I went down there, obviously I was going to visit my friend and to kind of just enjoy myself. You know, that was the first kind of real break that I'd had since, you know, the beginning of the school year. I felt like I'd been super busy, kind of just proverbially sprinting through the school year with all my all my jobs and obligations and stuff like that. So it was good to kick back, but I kind of wanted to see like, okay, I'm in a big city. I'm in, you know, a warm weather state. Could I see myself living here someday? Could I see myself, you know, opening a gym here someday? What do I think of it? Because, you know, the past couple of years, I've kind of gotten this itch that like, you know, once I'm done with school here, I'm probably going to move out of the state, if not even out of the Midwest or wherever it takes me. But you never really know until you're in it, right? I mean, you could say that and then get out, get out and move to a different state. And then you're like, oh, shit, I don't like this one bit. And then want to move back. But, you know, that could be the case. You know, you can always move back home. But I wanted to find out, you know, firsthand for sure. So when I got there, it was kind of like that, oh, shit moment. Uh, it was a big city, a lot of people. A lot, very, a very diverse city, obviously. It's way down there. Um, and I was like, oh, dude, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could see myself moving down here. 
and I was kind of almost just intimidated by the entire thing. Or? Yeah. And I was kind of like intimidated and almost kind of like, at first I was like disappointed in myself in a way. Cause I was like, Oh, like I didn't want, I didn't want the thing that I said I wanted to be not true, even though that you kind of have to face those face that decision at some point. So at the end, all I want is the truth. Like, do I really want this? But I was like, oh, dude, like, I really thought I wanted to move out somewhere like this. And now I'm here and I don't really like it. But as the trip went on, I kind of adjusted and I'm like, okay, this may not be where I want to live, but I definitely think I could if I wanted to. But yeah, I was definitely a little intimidated. You know, the biggest difference I would say, besides obviously the weather was pretty nice there. Um, a lot more diverse, obviously, than good old, good old Iowa, but, uh, cost of living obviously is going to be more expensive. You know, I was probably one of the more cheaper places to live. Midwest in general is typically like that. But, you know, I'd say image down there, like how you look, how you present yourself, what kind of clothes you wear, what kind of car you drive means like, I would almost say like it's everything. Like it's not everything, but it means a whole hell of a lot more down there than it does somewhere here, you know, where we're, where we grew up, you know, mainly like Northeast Iowa, kind of like a farming community, I would say, you know, Iowa in general is a lot of farmers. Um, But, you know, people live, I would say a lot of people live pretty modest and aren't, it's not that they couldn't live more lavish, but like people just aren't as concerned about like, oh, like keeping up with the Joneses. Oh, I got to get a new car every other year. Like people are just, you know, blue collar, hardworking, thankful to thankful to be here so they're not really trying to you know buy an exotic car they're not really trying to wear designer clothes stuff like that whereas in Miami I mean I heard people say like you know a BMW was a cheap car which mind you like if I see a BMW here I'm like oh BMW that's a nice car but like after you see Ferraris and like Lamborghinis and Lamb trucks and all these cars that probably cost a quarter of a million dollars or more and like you see those on the regular like and you see people wearing you know Louis Vuitton shoes and like Balenciaga and all these types of crazy expensive designer brands it's like oh like this ain't I ain't Nile anymore like (laughs) it's like the shit shit ain't sweet here like yeah but it's like and at first I was like oh like I don't have to do that if I move down here, but I was like, then I kind of learned, I'm like, okay, like when you, you know, a thing is like when you move to a new place and they have, you know, kind of different social constructs or different standards, you can't, people aren't going to conform to just you, you know, you're one in however many people are living there. If you want to do well and excel, oftentimes you're going to have to adapt. So it's like, I think a lot of people, you know, I would be very interested. I've seen all these people wearing these, you know, expensive clothes, driving expensive cars. I would be interested to see, like, are they actually making enough money that they can upkeep that lifestyle? Or are they just kind of putting on a facade and like leveraging themselves to the hilt to, you know, to live this type of lifestyle and to impress people, which that was where it was like, kind of like, uh, like, I don't know if that's really how I want to live my life. Like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I like nice stuff. I would like to drive a nice car someday. I don't really know if I would like to wear designer clothes. I don't know if that's my style, but I would much rather, like, 
be stable within my bank account. Not saying that I'm never going to take a risk, but like, there's no point in, you know, kind of living like a fake lifestyle that you can't really like keep going, especially like if you want to make like real friends, because I mean, then you get caught in a, in a, a group of people that like, they're actually living that type of life because they're making that type of money and you can't keep up with that. And then they find out that you were, you know, faking it all along. So that was one thing that I'm not even going to say I didn't like, because that's just what makes Miami unique. One of the, that, like a, like a city like that unique is that, you know, people live that flashy lifestyle. So I can definitely appreciate that. But, uh, you know, it's definitely, you can definitely go broke real quick if you're not smart. You know, I was telling Nolan earlier, I, uh, I had a drink there at a, at a nightclub and it was just a, probably an eight ounce drink. It was like, I don't even know what it was called. I don't really drink like that, but it was like pineapple juice and like vodka or something like that. That thing was $18.70. $18.70, mind you. So you can definitely, if, you, if you're looking to spend a lot of money in a very That's short amount of time, to go to Miami. Go to Miami. But yeah, no, I. It's it's just crazy to see like how someone here like is perceived as successful and like at the end of the day you have you have to define success for yourself because i think a lot of times like if we're going on like modern world with like the social media era like like miami is definitely like what you think of when you think success like a guy driving an exotic car wearing these crazy clothes like have has all this has a beautiful girlfriend all this type of stuff you kind of have to like take a step back and be like, okay, like you don't know their situation. You don't know where they came from. You don't know if they're actually like living this for real. And you kind of have to take a step back and be like, okay, like just because, you know, everybody here is living like this doesn't mean that I have to live like this. But I think it's, it's hard sometimes because, you know, a lot of people that are super influential in today's world, like athletes, musical artists, people that we often as young people look up to because, you know, we're pretty gullible sometimes. I know I am for sure. And a lot of times they're famous because they're very good at something, but they're also like, they're getting noticed because they're wearing these flashy things. They're living this flashy lifestyle. And that can make us feel like if we don't live up to that, like we're failures or like we're not good enough to some extent. Would you agree, Nolan? You got any input on this? Yeah, I, I would say that's pretty accurate. Um, I think <clears throat> there's a big difference between, well, s- certain some of those people are just actually just ridiculously wealthy and rich. Yeah, and and they're living that way. But I think it's becoming more and more common for people to try to emulate that, and then you know a lot of the times they don't actually have that money, which. It's kind of just giving, putting them in the same, like this cycle of, well, you, unless they're like, they have something going for them, like they have a job where they're moving up, like they're probably just like grinding to get to the next point where they can buy one nice thing so that they can flash it and make it, make it look like they're doing all that. I mean, I remember a few times when I was growing up, when I would see like a nice, car or something like that or i'd say hey these people did this to my parents and they they said a lot of times 
just because people have nice things doesn't necessarily mean they're well off. Um, and she said, that's not necessarily something, or my, my parents said like, that's not necessarily something you want to make a habit of because I mean, you can't take it with you to use like a famous expression. Like you can't take a lot of that stuff with you. And unless you're like, you know, everyone has, everyone wants to get nice things and every once in a while splurge or whatever. And, you know, some people can just like maintain a, a lifestyle with, you know, maybe more material items or whatever. But a lot of times that's not really the important stuff. And if, you know, if those things really provide you with happiness, then go for it. But for a lot of people, it's very fleeting happiness. It's just like, oh, I got this now. I need the next thing. So I would say like, although a lot of people don't live this way anymore, I, I think it, it might be better to worry less about how you look and more about, you know, setting yourself up for actual success. But yeah, that, you know, that's easy to say, but yeah, I, that's a really good point. I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not like bashful and saying that one day, like I would like to drive one of those really nice cars, but I'm also, I'm also accepting of the fact that like, I'm not willing to just leverage my whole net worth and all my assets just to get that car because it's not right. that's not worth it to me right like if you see me driving one of those cars someday you'll know damn well like oh yeah I, I make my payments every month or i just paid it all up front like it's because i actually like work to get to that point but i think i think in this world of like instant gratification a lot of people because there are people i mean it's it's really i, I don't want to say it's easy to become wealthy because it, I don't think it is. I mean, I haven't done it, so I haven't, I would have no idea, but like there's people that are teenagers that can make, I mean, there's people that make millions of dollars making YouTube videos. There's professional gaming. That's a thing now. Mm -hmm. Like a professional gamer can make more like a teenager sitting on their couch at home can literally make more than like a doctor nowadays, which is just crazy. So people see more young people becoming successful and obviously young people a lot of a lot of times these days are attracted to that material success you know we think of i think of like rappers and like athletes like your your favorite rapper probably has one of those huge chains that probably cost six figures they're rapping about all like the lavish lifestyle and stuff like that which you know i, I don't doubt they make a lot of money but like a lot of times i think success whether it be you know financial or just in any area of life it takes time like you i mean I try to focus on the people like when I'm having trouble, like feeling bad that I'm not like a rich mofo at 22. I try to think of like, who's someone that like kind of grew up in my similar situation that I know that is very successful. And those are the people that like, you know, maybe they grew up middle-class like me, they started their business and it took them 10, 15, 20 years to actually get to a, substantial amount of financial success it's like, okay maybe play the long game so to say you know don't just expect i mean if i mean if you make a breakthrough and become rich in a year more power to you but i think people need to understand that if you really want to get to a point where you can live like that you're often gonna have to work really hard for a long period of time it's going to take longer than you want it to it's probably going to be more difficult than you want it to be and at the end of the day, like, like you said, um, 
a lot of that stuff just doesn't make you happy. Like, mm-hmm. I think it can definitely add value to your life. And maybe some people, maybe some people do find happiness in like material possessions and that there's nothing wrong with that. But like, for me personally, it's like, I've like over the past like year or two, I've probably sold over half of my shoe collection and I had over a hundred pairs. And like, one thing that I definitely realized was like, oh, like I thought I was going to miss these and like, but really at the end of the day, it's like that it just, it means almost nothing. Cause it's just, it's a pair, it's a pair of kicks, you know? Yeah. It, and you know, everyone has their specific stuff. Like you said with shoes, like that was kind of for you, but I do kind of find that same thing. Like over the, I remember, and you know, everyone's obviously impressionable when they're younger, but I remember being so into, you know, first it was shoes and then it becomes something else. And like over the past few years, like I just like, have not spent that much money on, on stuff like that. Like I definitely, I'm, I'm not trying to be, you know, modest or whatever, but like, I mean, there's definitely stuff that I spend my money on and probably stupid stuff that I spend my money on, but it's just crazy to think about like, Oh, I used to, you know, for shoes, for example, like I used to spend, like, I remember in middle school, like wanting to just buy, have like every pair of shoes and like have all these crazy, like whenever I saw a pair of shoes, it was almost impossible to, to not get them. Like yes. you obviously know that feeling. Yes. And like over the past few years, it's like, I've found myself getting in situations where it's like, Oh, I need to buy shoes for this because I don't have, you know, whatever, maybe it's dress shoes or I need a pair of, you know, running shoes or, or like, I'll look and notice like, oh, I don't have any, like, I, I, I need, you know, whether it's, if it's clothes, like, oh, I don't, I don't have very, I like, I need enough, I need a sweatshirt just to have one. And it's like a lot of this stuff I've just noticed over the years, I've just like cared less and less about. Cause I'm, I'm just like, oh, it's not that important. Like, obviously you want to look presentable and stuff and like everyone needs to splurge every once in a while, but you kind of realize over time, like, okay, this isn't that big of a deal. Like think about, think about your parents. Like, I mean, how often do you see them like, just like flaunting like a bunch of like super nice clothes? Like I, for me, like my parents, like they obviously like, you know, dress nice or whatever, but like they, they don't really care about stuff like that as much. I don't think like it's not like their whole world, you know, which I think, you know, over time you kind of just learn that. Yeah, my mom is a great example of someone that, like, I literally, like, don't know what she spends money on besides, like, food and, like, her, obviously, her monthly bills. But, like, she doesn't really, you know, a lot of people have, like, that one thing. And I think it's good to have, like, one thing where, like, you just, like, you just kind of splurge on. And, like, mm-hmm. like for me, I don't even know. It was definitely shoes. I've, I've, mo- I've been getting back into kind of, like, liking shoes, but it's not... I think before it was like get as many pairs of shoes as I possibly can. Now it's kind of like oh like, I if if I think something looks dope, like I'm gonna get it and I'm willing to spend you know two two hundred dollars three hundred dollars even to buy like a really nice pair of Jordans that like I think that I'll mm-hmm. like to wear. But like for my mom, it's like dude, like I literally don't know what she spends her money on. Like she has yeah. no attachment to like material possessions, and it's like maybe not that much, but like. That's how I'm trying to get. Like, yeah. Because. Well, you. Sorry, go ahead. Like at the end of the day, like this is just my perspective now. Like I think, I think what we do on a day-to-day basis has a lot more impact on how we feel than the things that we buy. Like I think, 
I can have all the shoes in the world and still be unhappy if I'm not doing like, yeah, like something like this. Like I find like a lot of like joy and, you know, fulfillment in like recording the podcast for other people to listen to, or it's like making an Instagram post or like making a YouTube video that, you know, no one's going to watch, but it felt good because I'm putting that, like, that's something that's like, you know, in my heart, so to say, not to get too corny, but like, I feel like what we do and like our path in life has a lot more impact on our, like the way we feel than just like the car we drive or mm-hmm. just whatever we can buy. Cause like you said, you can't take it with you. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of times I find now when I buy stuff, like I try to buy stuff that I think has more value to me and you know, sometimes it might cost a little bit more, but then I'll notice I'll have it for a lot longer. Like, um, you know, I like, I have a pair of shoes that I've had for like six years and I remember buying them. I remember they were not, I think they were, I think after tax, they were like maybe like $95 or something like that. And back then this was six years ago. I was like, Oh, it might've been longer than six years ago. Actually, now that I think about it, but I was thinking, Oh my gosh, this is so much money to be spending on shoes. I was like 90. And then now I think about it, like they, I've had them for like six years and like their return on investment, so to say, even though they're just shoes, but like it goes to show like, especially like if you like really are like saving for something or like you're, you opt for something that has more value. I think it means something as opposed to just like, uh, let me just get this shirt. Cause I think it looks cool for a second or like, you know, all this stuff that's, that's much more, I guess, superficial, um, it's just interesting to me as, as time goes on. But also sometimes I'm like, damn, bro, you need to get some more clothes here. <laughs> I like have no, I'm just like, oh man, I don't have any like action. All my clothes are like gym shirts and like oh, stuff like that's, that. That's, that's what I've noticed. Dude, that's what I'm going through right now. Yeah. So I've actually, I've kind of been, I think it was after I like, I kind of discovered like minimalism, so to say, and I'm not a minimalist by any like, by any means of the definition but like i've been trying to kind of like downsize that's why i sold a bunch of my shoes and i've given a bunch of my clothes to goodwill and like i got home yesterday and was like like i need to get rid of some of my stuff and next thing you know i have like a cardboard box and like a laundry bin full of clothes that i'm going to be getting rid of to goodwill just because like if i haven't worn something i'm like thinking of all this stuff in my closet like i haven't worn this in like over a year like what's the chances i'm gonna actually wear it again and oftentimes I'll be like, oh, like, but it looks cool. Like, oh, I'm going to need this at some point. And once I start asking myself that, I'm like, oh, yeah, that definitely means I need to get rid of it. Yeah. But it's like all the stuff I have right now is either like, it's like sports stuff. Like it says Simpson on it or it's like shirts from high school. Like I don't have any like, I mean, not that I wear suits or anything like that, but like it's nice to have like some good, some nice looking clothes and I'm lacking that. So I'm kind of trying to like get rid of a lot of my clothes so I can kind of like reinvent my wardrobe, you know, step by step, if you will. And you need that stuff on occasion, like small stuff like, oh, I'm going to this reception or this party or whatever, or, you know, this wedding or something. And then like, I look in my closet, it's like, oh, you don't have any like nice clothes to wear. And I'm just like, well, uh, that's, looks like I need to get something. Cause I'm just like, all I, all like my investments now in clothes is like funny or like cool gym yeah. shirts that I'm like, Oh, I, I just want to wear this to work out. Cause that's like, 
but you know, to each their own. So yeah, like we said, like everybody's got that thing that they just like to, you know, some people spend a lot of money on eating out and that's kind of their thing. I think where people go wrong, so to say, is you, you can only fill the bucket. You can only fill so many buckets before you're out of money. Like you can't spend lavishly on eating out at really nice restaurants every week and also spend a lot of money on buying new clothes every week. And like, like unless you're making a ton of money, like yeah. from my perspective, like I don't make a lot of money. Like I got room for one thing that I can kind of splurge on to an extent. I can't, I can't be yeah. spending all my money on everything otherwise. Well, and to be broke. fair, yeah. And to be fair, like for some people, like it makes sense for them to maybe eat out every once in a while because it's an opportunity cost thing. Like how much time is it going to take for them to prepare this food? And like, um, you know, that's for them that just works out best in their schedule or whatever. So like, it's not inherently bad. It's just like, I like, I get what you're saying. Like a lot of people like just choose it cause it's more convenient. And, you know, sometimes the food's prepared better and all this stuff. And, but with that comes the cost. So right. like little stuff like that adds up, especially if that's what you're doing for every aspect of your life. Like you're choosing the convenient, uh, quote unquote, more lavish choice. Um, then that's a lot of times kind of catches up to you, but yeah, I think you just have to be like mindful and kind of aware mm -hmm. of where you're, where like you're spending a lot of your money. And if you're spending a lot of it in an area that you either didn't know about or don't want to spend a lot of your money in, then it's like, it's good to be aware so you can adjust. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that was my trip to Miami. Uh, we somehow yeah. got to talking about budgets. <laughs> You also went to Muscle Beach. Oh, it's true, dude. I could, how can I forget? So I went to Muscle Beach. That was probably that was probably definitely one of my favorite parts. So what was that? Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. So went to Muscle Beach. If you don't know what Muscle Beach is, it's basically on the beach, and they have like your just traditional gym equipment, but it's like on the beach, so it's sick. It's like they have squat racks and benches and pull-up bars and dumbbells and plates and all that kind of stuff so i went there with my buddy and one of his friends swept my ass off there um you know got to got to show some skin probably blinded a few people with my with, my, with my casper white <laughs> past casper white pigment but uh i did get sunburned though one day though when i went to the beach grab that sunscreen but uh but yep that was that was really enjoyable um that was on, that was on Memorial Day weekend. So there was actually like some planes, like some fighter pilots flying by. So that was kind of cool until it just got annoying because it was super loud. But uh, yep, went to Muscle Beach. Um, then I went to a pool party later that day, which I'm not gonna say how much I spent to get into that pool party, but it was it was quite a bit. Um, <laughs> but it was it was good. I was it was it was a really good experience. Um, I definitely. You know, my friend asked me when I was about to leave, so he's like, when are you coming back? I'm like, sheesh, like, it's not that I couldn't go back, but it's like, I'm a type of person that like, like some people, and you know, I don't want to speak for other people, but like, they do their job and they're kind of like, just waiting until like that Friday, Saturday night till they can do all those activities that they actually enjoy. And for a lot of people, especially younger people, and there's nothing wrong with this, that that's like going out to the club or going out drinking with friends 
and maybe I just haven't done that enough to know how fun it actually is. But like, I'm a type of person that it's like, um, what I, you know, obviously it's, it would be ideal if everybody could turn, you know, what they like to do and what their passion is and monetize it and make a living off that. That's kind of what I'm trying to do. So it's like, I would rather, you know, work towards that a little bit more. Like, it's tough for me to, like, I think a lot of times, like in America, especially, like, we don't, what is it? How did the quote go? Something about, like, we, we find, like, we make up different holidays just so we can celebrate. Like, we make up occasions to celebrate. Like, oh, I did this this week. Celebrate with a beer, which nothing's wrong with that. But, like, I don't know, like, work hard, play hard. But, I mean, I think a lot of people do a lot more play than they do work. So, like, I'm a guy that just likes to, I wouldn't say I'm, like, a workaholic. You know, maybe some people would label me as that. But, like, that's just not really my thing. So, I wouldn't I wouldn't make that a permanent part of, like, my daily routine. But, well, yeah, that was, that was Miami. Good experience. Undecided if I would if I would live there, um, definitely a lot of great opportunities. Probably you know I didn't really even get into, you know obviously I just went there for a vacation, so I wasn't trying to like network with anybody or scope out jobs or anything like that. But at um, least provides you with a good perspective right, moving forward. Right, and I think it was like kind of you know inspiring if nothing less. Like you're not really going to see like a Lamborghini in Iowa. Not even, yeah. not even because I mean, there's probably some people that could, that could afford that, but like you don't drive a Lamborghini in a state where it gets negative 20 in the winter. Like <laughs> yeah. you ain't, ain't going to drive that. On gravel road. Exactly. Like, you're just not yeah. going to see that. So it's good to see that kind of stuff to let you know that that's possible. Yeah. So overall it was a good trip. Yes. I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself. Would definitely recommend. Would definitely recommend. Oh, yeah. and I got to the, the Eastern Conference Finals was going on when I was down there, and obviously the Miami Heat were in that, so it was pretty cool. Well, I didn't um, even think about that. Yeah, because I watched. I'm, I'm actually kind of a Celtics fan, a very casual Celtics fan, if you will. So I'm glad that they won. But my friend, because my friend is from, he lives in Miami, but he's originally from Boston. So he was like, because because he was like, oh dude, I hope the Heat win. Because he's like, it's going to be lit down here. But then once game seven started, I knew he couldn't cheer against his own city. And you started cheering with Celtics. I'm like, yeah, I know you couldn't do that. But uh, I watched I watched the game seven of kind of like this sports bar type of thing. And you, the rule was like you had to spend a minimum of $35 to watch game seven at, at their place. So oh, my gosh. I had, to, I had to spend at least $35 worth of food off that menu. So, <laughs> That's funny. But it was good, though. It was good. Plus, it was a really good game. So Yeah. Yeah. Damn, that sounds like fun. Sounds like yeah. a good trip. Yeah, it was definitely – it was dope. It was dope. Yeah. So, now on to – enough enough about me. This guy just graduated college. I want to – Yeah. So, I just kind of wanted to talk about this briefly. Um, I don't want to get too much into it just because I feel like I don't want to talk like crazy about myself. But I want to at least provide a perspective because I know like – a lot of people graduate and from like what I've kind of um, figured out, like if you go through like the traditional like upbringing that most people I think go through, like you kind of know after high school, especially nowadays, that a lot of people are going to college. Like 
it didn't always used to be like that. Like you, you know, a lot of people didn't go to college or they, um, you know, went to a trade school or whatever, whatever it is. And obviously you still have those options, but a lot of people, it's commonplace now to graduate high school, you go to college. Right. It's more of the norm now. Whereas yeah. I feel like it used to be kind of almost a luxury, yeah. if you will. And yeah. But anyways, I say that to say that isn't the same case for after you graduate college because there's not a set course after college. Um, I mean, you really it's really up to you what you do after college. So it's kind of a unique situation. Um, and, you know, I don't mean to disparage because I know some people, um, you know, don't have as many options. I'm fortunate enough to where, you know, I have a really good support system to where I have the luxury of being able to decide what I want to do after college. And I get that most people don't have that opportunity. But if anybody knows me as a person, I'm potentially the most indecisive person you'll ever meet. So this is kind of tricky no for me. No potential to it, just is. Yeah, and <laughs> and the thing with that is like I also I just like a lot. I have a lot of interests, and I think a lot of things are cool. Um, so like I want to see a lot of different stuff, and I want to do a lot of different stuff. Um, so it's not necessarily that I'm worried about making a bad decision as much as um, there's so many good decisions, so many different things that I could do. Um, but this is kind of what I'm presented with um, at the time. Um, so what I know that I want to do, um, is I want to personal train somewhere. So I've been looking at personal training jobs. Um, I've just been staying at home since I graduated, um, which by the way, was a, a very surreal feeling. Uh, it was kind of weird for me too, because one, I graduated in three years cause, um, I got a lot of my credits, uh, done early in high school and then in kind of the summer and, and, and little mini masters here and there. But, um, we also had COVID in the middle of when I was in college. Um, so end of my freshman year and really the beginning of my sophomore year, it was still kind of weird with COVID and everything. So I feel like I didn't actually get like the full college experience, which is kind of weird. But that being said, I got to meet so many great people and I had a lot of amazing opportunities throughout college. Um, and I learned a lot about myself. Um, so this is just a very reflective period for me, um, to think about who I was going into college, who I am going out of it. A lot of the things that I took away from it, um, which I'm very fortunate that I've been pretty much journaling since the start of college. Um, nothing too crazy, but I at least have that to look back on. So again, I know we preach this in a lot of our other episodes, but I really do recommend getting a journal. Um, you know, it doesn't even really have to be a quote unquote journal, but it can be, you know, like a daily planner. Um, and then you just make notes. Uh, and it's very, it's a very good tool to examine your, um, your thought process throughout life. Cause it changes dramatically. I mean, I'm completely different than when I started college, but anyways, that's just a very surreal feeling, but um, I moved back home and I'm looking for jobs now, personal training. Um, and I think it's tricky. You know, I, I, I sympathize with people who are in that position to find jobs because, you know, it's, it's a big decision. It, it, it really does, you know, 
when you're picking a college, it seems like a big decision and it is, um, I don't mean to, you know, make light of that decision, but when you're picking a job after college, it kind of seems like this is my whole life. Um, and obviously it's not going to be that, you know, most people, uh, don't have a great first job and they don't stay at their first job. Um, but it does kind of seem like, oh, this is the direction that could influence a lot of different things in my life, especially because opportunities usually arise from, you know, doing different things. So if I go this place, what's going to happen next? You know, a lot of these thoughts racing through my head. So I sympathize with people who are making decisions um, like this right now. But um, that's just kind of some of the things that have been going through my head. Um, I know I kind of want to travel. Um, I want to see the world and also kind of see, you know, where I would potentially want to open up a gym. So that's another thing. Um, I've already kind of like, I've already tried to kind of psych myself out of this because I've been nervous about the transition to a, a different state. So I, at first I was thinking, oh, maybe I should just stay in Iowa. And then I thought, oh, maybe I should um, check out Chicago because it's only four hours away. Um, which I still have been looking at Chicago, but um, I think I've already been doing that because I'm trying to psych myself out of moving super far away. Um, so there's been a lot of like times where I, in the, in the past two weeks where I've had to check in mentally and see, okay, are these, you know, kind of what's the word um, self self-induced limits that I'm putting on myself Um you know, am I, am I psyching myself out? What, what is all this, um, that I'm, that's been going through my head. Um, but it's been a very good time. Um, I'm not someone who likes to just lay around, but, uh, I have given myself like this time to kind of lay back and, and just enjoy life and do some of the things that I normally do. Um, I kind of am starting to feel lazy, so I need to pick up on a few more things, but I've basically been working out, uh, reading a ton, um, I picked up guitar, so I've been trying to learn guitar, um, and just really kind of figuring some stuff out with how I want my future to look, whether, you know, that, that'd be like the online business model, um, you know, what, what, where I might want to go within the U S. Um, so it's been a, it's been kind of a, an interesting time, um, but really good time too, um, to kind of just unwind from you know, all the work I've put in in the past however many years um, and then kind of just decide what direction I want to go with things. So, yeah, it's been it's been interesting, but, um, you know, I'm I'm going to attack it the same way I would attack anything else. Um, so, you know, I've been making making lists and making kind of um, uh, plans so I can kind of objectively look at what my goals are, where I want to go. I can make decisions. I can eliminate options. I can add options. Um, and, you know, after talking with French um, and a few of my other friends, it kind of seems like I need to just check out states in person to really get a good feel for what they actually are um, and see if I might want to go there, um, which, you know, I've luckily been doing here and there, um, throughout college. And, uh, and I think that's, that's a, that's a huge advantage. You, I think you just have to go out and see stuff to really get a, a good feel for it. But yeah, that's kind of what I've been going through <coughs> the past two weeks. Yeah. I definitely agree with that. Cause like, I think 
depends on what you hang around. Like, if you hang around me, you'll know that I kind of am just biding my time until I can get the hell out of Iowa. Yeah. So I've, I probably come off to people that it's like, oh, like, you need to get out. You should get out. It's bad to, like, stay in the same place. Like, I don't think it's inherently bad. I think at least, but I do think it's bad if you never step outside where, you know, you grew up. Like, at least, like, you know, I think it's kind of, you're kind of limiting yourself if you never really see what else is out there. And if you see what else is out there and you don't like any of it, and you're like, oh, no, this is what I like the most. There's nothing wrong with that. And you can always move back. But I think, I think when you're young, you should, you know, try to expose yourself to different environments because you never know. There could be something that you like even more than your current situation. And if you never go out, step out and see that, then, you know, you're kind of limiting yourself and it's just, you know, kind of what if. Yeah. Because I think, and I was, I was thinking about this the other day too, because, you know, I was like, oh, like maybe I should just look up. Maybe I should just move to one of the biggest cities I can because more people, potentially more money. And then I was like, uh, but like, cause I was thinking like, Oh, like I'm either going to move to Miami or I'm going to move to New York or like Las Vegas or Los Angeles or like Houston or someplace just huge. But then I was like, uh, like I definitely want to live in like a decent sized town, but I don't know if I want to live in a town with like, five million people and like I don't want to move to a place just because I think I can make more money there I want to move to a place because I like the city Mm -hmm. I like you know I like the area I like the people I think that's the most important part that was we were talking about this before the podcast like I definitely the thing I missed the most when I went to Miami not saying that there aren't good people live in Miami but like I'm just used to that midwest um like hospitality if you will you know just good blue collar hardworking people always kind you know Iowa nice, so to say. Um, it's tough to find that other places, I think. Um, not to say that there aren't pockets, like you said. But, uh, yeah, you definitely want to, you know, where you live, I think, is a big, I think that's a really big decision for a lot of people. And a lot of yeah. people don't realize. I think a lot of people just, you know, they, they take that job that happens to be wherever. Maybe it's close to where they grew up or close to where they went to college. Um, this is why it's like, I always think it's kind of weird how people, like, you know, a lot of my professors at college were alums of the college I went to. Like, they end up mm-hmm. back there. I'm like, oh, like, I don't know if I'd want to. Like, maybe it's different after you're away for a while and you miss it. But, like, I want to at least have uh, a little period of time where I'm away, you know, away from the region that I grew up in mm-hmm. to see if I like it or not. And, like I said, you can always move back. There's nothing wrong with it. And uh, I think another big thing that people – you know, like a limiting belief that people put on themselves. And I hear this a lot is like, Oh, like it's expensive. Like, Oh, have fun. It's going to be expensive. Like when I went to Miami, that's what people said to me. And when I went to uh, California last summer, I spent the summer out there for two months in Sacramento. They were like, Oh yeah, you're going to like have fun. It's going to be crazy expensive. And I'm like, I think people like, like are people, people literally like won't move even though they might like a place a lot more just because of the price because I get it like yeah like the Midwest is pretty cheap to live in like I was pretty cheap to live in compared to a lot of other states and like yeah that's one thing but another thing that people I think fail to remember is like on average you know you're going to make more money like in a state where it's more expensive mm-hmm. because you know the minimum wage yeah. is higher 
I mean, the taxes might be higher. Like, yeah. I don't doubt. Yeah, it's going to be really expensive but to live in like, New York. Yeah, you're also paying to live there, too. Like, you're paying for what that state offers. Right. Like, yeah, of course it's going to be dirt cheap to live in, like, rural northeast Iowa because to a lot of people, there's not a lot of appeal because there's no, like, big city, so to say. Like, you know, there's only two two cities in the state that have over 100,000 people, which, like, some there's some people that are from big cities that think 100,000 is, like, tiny. Oh, yeah. And when you tell them that I grew up in a town of, like, a few hundred, they're, like... They think you're just bullshitting them. Yeah, which is, it's it's kind of funny to see people's faces when you tell them that. But uh, yeah, but they just can't fathom that, which is just kind of crazy the perspective there. But yeah, like I said, I think your location, like where you live, you know, where you kind of settle down at eventually. You know, there's some people that just kind of continuously move for work or for whatever reason. But I think where you where you eventually start to live, I think that's a huge like. I feel like that's a huge decision in your life because it's like mm. if I wake up every day and I'm like, oh, like, because I mean, obviously it's nice to go on vacation, but like, wouldn't you just like to live in a place where it feels kind of like that most of the time? I mean, obviously you're going to like get used to it at some point, but yeah, I feel like it's a lot bigger decision than, than people, people realize. Yeah. And you know, I'm I, another thing with that is like talking about like in being in my head about like, am I making the safe decision or whatever? Like, I think another thing is with a lot of those bigger cities or, or honestly anywhere, just doing something different than what you're doing now is there's a fear of doing it because it's change. But I think that's where you grow as an individual. And like, for me, you know, if I'm moving to a completely different place, you know, if I end up doing that, I think, you know, whether I live alone or live with roommates or I'm just away from a lot of the people that I know, it's going to force me to meet new people. It's going to force me to, you know, you know, develop, uh, you know, skills of my own, like work on myself, um, focus on, on my career, which will just be starting, um, you know, a lot of different things that I think will be very beneficial. Um, so I think it's the right move. Um, I just got to kind of find the the right opportunity for me. So that's kind of my thoughts moving forward. So, yeah, no, I think that's a good outlook to have. I think a lot of people, I mean, change can definitely be scary. Um, I think a lot of people are also afraid, like, like it's a lot, I think we can all agree it's a lot more fun doing stuff that you're good at. And mm-hmm. when you change something, you kind of have to start from scratch and you have to kind yeah. of get past that point where like, you're going to suck at something for a while until you're, you get comparable at it. And then it becomes a lot more enjoyable. And I think a lot of people kind of let that hold them back. And it's also another thing is like a kind of like a, kind of like a some cost of bias, if you will, like people have put so much time into one thing that they feel like, Oh, like I've done all this. Like I can't, I can't give it up now. Like I'm, I'm too, I'm in too deep. And like, I don't know, especially like when you're young, I think you might as well take that risk. Like if you play it safe, I think, I think most people honestly play it safe for the most part and that's okay if you want to be most people, but if you don't kind of accept that you're going to have to take a risk at some point. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
that's that's just the kind of the some of the thoughts I've been having in the perspective that I wanted to give um, because I know a lot of people who just may, might be recently graduated um, might be feeling some of the same things. But I think the mindset you need to have is just to one be reflective of you know what have you actually learned from your time in college or your time doing whatever it is you're doing, and then two be open to change um, and be um, patient with yourself uh, because, you know, obviously it's going to be a little intimidating to um, enter a new environment, um, whether, whatever that may be. But um, I think that's where the growth happens. So um, yeah, that's pretty much everything for this podcast. Um, I, we, we kind of just wanted to talk about catch up a little bit, um, talk about some stuff, French learned from his trip um, and and some of the stuff I've been thinking about uh, since graduating and um, we'll be coming back um, a lot more frequently. Um, the plan is to record a lot more frequently. Um, so we'll be coming back with more fitness related topics, I think, more guests. Um, so stay tuned and French, you got anything else? No, just no. Stay tuned, I guess. Oh, let's let's uh, let's plug our socials because I'm because I'm a greedy clout god and uh, we don't we haven't plugged him in a while. So okay. for me, it's uh, Instagram French underscore Fit Forty. Also on TikTok now at that same thing, French underscore Fit Forty, and then uh, French Fit on YouTube. That's gonna be kind of one of my goals this summer is to start uploading to YouTube again. So yep. Oh, and ChristianFrenchFitness.com for my website. There you go. To sign up for uh, for coaching. Nice. Um, yeah. Um, nolanmeyerfitness.com um, if you want to sign up for coaching. Um, otherwise, Instagram uh, is Meyernator7. Um, I'm working on a TikTok right now, uh, sure. but otherwise, you can just find me on Instagram. Um, if you have uh, training uh, interests, if you want me to make you a program or whatever that is, um, just reach out to me on Instagram right now. Um, I've had some people reach out. Um, I'm not currently doing in-person training um, just because uh, I'm kind of figuring out where I want to be at. Um, but um, I'll be posting more on Instagram, um, hopefully a lot more uh, kind of technique videos, tips, little tricks here and there. So follow me there. Um, and yeah, that's it. Catch you guys in the next episode. Peace.